Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. David Kraftschow has been an independent, non-religious scholar of the Torah and other Jewish texts for over 50 years, studying them in their original language of Hebrew and Aramaic. He has been practicing the tarot for the last 20 years. Kraftschow is the author of 20 books, fiction and nonfiction, related to Jewish life and mystical secrets. He has hitchhiked 30,000 miles, been in two wars, and spent 50 years independently studying the secrets of creation through the Zohar and Kabbalah. The book will be made available on Amazon and on his website at www.dovidhouse.com, that's davidhouse.com, and will be distributed in most bookstores after the release. Thank you guys so much for listening today, and enjoy this interview with David Kraftschow. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, good. Go ahead and say a couple things for me, David. All right. Well, you know, the music is playing. Um, I, I wonder how, how that's coming across in the background. And, uh, you know, that, that, is, that could be nice. It's not too overpowering. Otherwise, it's pretty quiet here. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I want to, I tried to explain something to you. I don't remember what it was. I have a piece of paper here. That I, <laughs> I should have written it down. It happens to me sometimes. Me too. But we can just, um, uh, yeah. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am your host, Lorelai, and today I'm so very excited and honored to be talking to an incredible man named Dovid Kraftchow. He has studied independent non-religious scholar of Torah and other Jewish texts for over 50 years. And he's been uh, in their original language of Hebrew and Aramaic, which is absolutely incredible because those are a lot older, very, very old languages. So the fact that you are studying these languages and its originality is quite amazing and impressive. So you are the author of 20 books and your most recent one, which we're going to be talking about today is Zohar and the Kabbalah. Did I say that correct, David? Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Okay, thank you. Yes, please correct me. I I frequently say things incorrectly, so I actually like getting the feedback if I'm not saying it right. (laughs) It's not wrong. It's not wrong. In in Hebrew, you tend to put the accent at the end of the word. I see. Okay. And in English, you tend to put the accent at the beginning of the word. So Uh, people tend to say Kabbalah, when it should really be Kabbalah. Ah, okay. Yes. 
So let's begin at the very beginning with you, Dovid. So what got you interested in all of this? And yeah, just just go from the beginning. Like what brought you to everything? Well, I must say that I came to the Torah at, 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 uh, in 1970. Uh, when I was 26, I, I had gotten out of the Navy uh, five years earlier. I'd been on the ship that started the Vietnam War, wow. and I just started hitchhiking. Wow. And, uh, and I was just looking, I, I was looking for the truth. I mean, things were very confusing in those days. And I just wanted to be able to, I didn't feel I could know what to do, but I didn't know what the truth was. Right. And I tried many different kind of spiritual different ways, I guess. And until uh, I came to Torah, since I'm Jewish, and it really resonated with me, and many of the things that I learned there initially were things that I had learned on the road. So I decided that's it, and I began my journey into Torah, which is uh, mainly, you know, about the books, mm. the people of the books. Yeah. And so uh, I, I, I learned the alphabet. I, I hadn't been, I mean, I've been, uh, my parents are Jewish, but I hadn't been raised Jewish. Hmm. So I didn't really know anything. And then once I learned the alphabet, I just dove into the, to the books. Wow. And, and I just, uh, I, you know, I've been studying every day for, for 50 years. I just, uh, you know, I've really... Um, uh, it just really touches my soul, and I think the things that are in the Torah have given me a perspective that I can really share in the world to help us, uh, uh, you know, to see things with better clarity. Mm. The, the Jewish people, we're meant to be a light to the nations. Yeah. And, and the light, that light, you know, is the light of Torah, mm. and the greatest of the light is the light of Zohar. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Zohar was given to the world 700 years ago, but no one has been able to answer the major questions in the Zohar, mainly, you know, what is it? Yes. <laughs> and so I feel I have done that, and I've written this book about it, Zohar Beyond the Black Hole. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I should give you just a, a, a sense of what, we, you know, what the Zohar is about. Because it's written not just in a very ancient language, but it's also written even in its language, it's extremely confusing. Yeah. What it's talking about. Yes. So even once you break down, you know what it's saying, you still don't know what it's saying. Yeah. Because it has many different meanings, right? As I was reading in your book, it has like one word can have three different meanings, right? It was... Yeah. 70. Oh, no. yes. This is called the 70 faces of the Torah that every word has. It's like a jewel, has many facets. Oh, wow. And they're all true, see? Because huh. nothing can contradict. It's very logical. Nothing can contradict. So that's how they kind of keep it, you know, in its, in its purity. Mm. And um, so there was, I was explaining about the, uh, how the Zohar is the highest light in the Torah. Yeah. So, so besides being 70 faces, there's four levels. Mm. Maybe that's what you were thinking of. Yes. There are four le- le- spiritual levels, and these four spiritual levels correspond to 
the solar system, the, uh, uh, the universe that we see around us, the 12 uh, uh, sections of the sky, the, the uh, what am I thinking, not astronomical, but the, the astrological signs, uh -huh. and then uh, the black hole, uh -huh. and then Zohar is the other side of the black hole. Oh, wow. And the reason why no one could understand this until now is we didn't have the telescope to look and see and corroborate what is written inside of the Zohar. But once we know from, you know, uh, astronomers that it appears as though all the stars in our uh, galaxy came out of uh, the black hole. Mm. And, and no one can explain why it's, it's, it's a spiral. But the Zohar begins talking about how the first motion is one of engraving, and engraving is always done in a curve. Mm -hmm. That's how everything got the spiral in it. Wow. And that happened on the other side of the black hole. Wow. And the black hole is not empty. The black hole, yeah, I write black hole with a W. Yeah. You know, everything is there. Everything is there. Whatever is engraved into there is engraved into every star or shard from the engraving that comes out of there. So everything is one complete universe. Wow. And, and this, is, this is very good for the human being psyche to understand this rather than thinking we came out of nothing and just happened to become life, hmm. which is an extremely fatalistic way to look at things. Right. Whereas if we understand that, that not only is the universe uh, uh, the galaxy, but the universe also, everything is spiraling, the DNA spirals, time also spirals. Yes. And we're at the end of the spiral. That's why the Zohar was saved for our time to show people that we did not come out of a big bang, but rather we're all intrinsically connected back to the Creator. Wow, I love that. In a I sense, and yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if this is just another way for us to understand our connectedness um, and that there is no real separation in a sense because we've been on this path that is not linear but has been more of this pattern or the cyclical pattern like we normally live, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we all operate out of patterns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and women particularly, I and mean, women are, are, you know, they cycle. Men have this straight line attitude. Mm -hmm. And that's not the truth. Mm. Oh, man. I, you know, and it's funny because I feel like even, I talked about this in an earlier um, podcast episode where men's cycle, like the, just in hormones in general, because I feel like the connection between like, the male or just that type of energetic versus the feminine or, or whatever, that energetic is the difference between how we operate on a whole. So men generally have a very short cycle, so 24 hours or a circadian rhythm, and their hormone cycles are 24 hours, and then they start fresh. And then with women, we have four phases of our hormone cycles which go from 28 to 30 days. And so those energetics are vastly different and thus providing more time and understanding, right? Because right. there is a big difference. But those 
working together can find a balance and peace, you know, but nobody really understands the female hormone balance at all. <laughs> well, it, it, to make it even a little simpler than that, if you say the woman is the circle and man is the line, mm. see, yeah, kind of, those are the two geometries, but when you put the line into the circle, you get a spiral. Hmm. Yeah. See? And that's that. the that's the balance that there is in us that the the female curve then like focuses the male line. Or doesn't allow the line just to focus on one thing. It curves it. It pushes it. Hmm. See? And that's how we kind of work with one another. Right? And we were complete opposites if you think about it, that a man like has all these sperm like in, in one ejaculation, mm-hmm. and he can do that all through his life. Right. But a woman is born with a very finite amount of cells that can become children. Mm-hmm. So like one's infinite and one's finite. We're, we're, we're always these opposites of one another, see? Yes. And, and, uh, and, 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 and that's what makes everything work. And everything's planned like that, and the whole universe works like that. But the main thing that we know is this is the lowest place in creation, and this is where God wants to be known. So each one of us, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, I love that. I've never heard it referred to as that, as that this is the lowest place in creation, and this is where God wants us to be known. Is that what you said? Or is this is where God wants, yes. this is where God yes. wants to be known? Yes, yes, <sighs> yes. Because that was the original genesis of creation, is God had the desire to be known and low. Hmm. That is so amazing. You know, and as I was reading your book, it was, it was like I was getting... I had to read it, but then reread it, not because I didn't understand, but because the information... What there was such a depth to it that was like, oh my god, this is like huge. But it was one sentence, and then it would just keep going. And it wasn't just like, you know, one paragraph where you're getting a picture of everything. It's like each sentence had a like a poignancy to it, where you're just like, dude, this is this is next level. Like, <laughs> so good. Thank you. I'm sure they take that as a compliment. Yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, and I, I there was there was there was a couple of things in here that I, I mean, there's loads of them, but one of my favorites in here is um, there is no question our world is broken, polluted, abused, and used for all the wrong reasons. The time has come to rectify Mother Earth, to clarify the meaning of life, and to forget ahead or I'm sorry, forge ahead into the quickly approaching thousand years of woman and peace. Now, just, I mean, now granted, I have a heavy bias because I am a woman, but I love this, this, this state of like the rising woman. And I, I want to understand what you mean by thousand years of woman and peace and where does the feminine or woman play into this next level that you're speaking of all right uh well there's a few elements in this yes let's just start off with the six days of creation yes okay it it, it starts with their six days of creation and then there's the shabbat Mm. and and so all in all there's seven 
So this is the beginning of the Hebrew calendar.、Mm. Not really the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew came much later. Right. But this is the beginning of the human calendar. The first human being was created on the first day of Tishrei,、mm. which、uh, is interesting. Just a side note that the word Bereshit, which is the first word in the Torah. The words, the letters can be turned around to read the first day of Tishrei. Hmm. And what's that? That's the that that's a, a, a month. Okay. The, the, and if you look like in the、uh, the epic of Gilgamesh, these months are, are mentioned. Okay. This is before Hebrew. See, so that begins the calendar. In a sense, it's very similar to the Mayan calendar, which begins、uh, 666 years later. Wow. And that's a five thousand year calendar. It begins at a particular date and ends at a particular date. The same with the six thousand year calendar, based on the six days, that ends in two hundred and twenty years.、Mm. And then comes the Shabbat, and the Shabbat is woman. Wow!、Like、the six days are man, and the Shabbat is woman. Just like in the six days of the week, man works so he can rest. On the seventh, and what is rest for man is to merge with woman. Yes, and it's also yin in the Chinese perspective. That is the yin energetic is the rest. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's what happens for a thousand years, and and the world gets rectified through this, and we follow the woman agenda instead of the male agenda, and、uh, then after a thousand years, as we go then to another part of the、uh, solar system. Bit by bit, we're making the solar system become、uh, conscious. Oh my God!、Conscious. I love、And、that. Sort of beautiful plan that that puts us right at the the you know、uh, the peak of what is going on now. This transition between male energy and female energy, which we all see is happening, and and most men I talk to are really into this happening. Yes.、But、we're really tired of this whole male agenda war bullshit. No, no one wants. Yeah, it, it's it seems like, you know, it's it's reaching a like a pinnacle, you know, where there's all this aggression, like the last like agonal breaths of this, you know,、yeah. <laughs> outward. State where it's、yeah. just there. There's like like kicking and screaming and clawing to have this continue forward, but then there's this part that's just like I feel like almost okay. So recently, I've been having issues with like people having like opposing opinions about things that are like it, you can only say so much to people before you know you're just kind of like. I don't. I have the science-based articles right here because I work in healthcare. So it's like, you know, I,、right. I, I, there's, there's only so much you can do if you like. I have these research-based double-blind studies that state that this is actually like a fact, and they're like, no,、yeah. that's not real. You can't. And I'm just like, well, I'm gonna let you do what you need to do because if, if you feel like you're making the right choice, then that, and, and that is where I'm, I'm like, I gotta sit in my yin. Because the, it's like it's the kicking and the screaming and the no, I I don't see anything that you're telling me. You can't be correct. There things are are not that way, and it's so funny because it's it's prevalent in almost everything. 
that we yeah. see right now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think, and I just wrote a little article about it, that I think we're doing it in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I, I think we should really encourage people to do this as an act of love, mm -hmm. because that's really what it is. Yeah. You know, because you're really doing it for someone else when you put on a mask. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and also getting vaccinated, you know, because the chance maybe if you get it is not very high, but a, you know, there's a big chance you know you can get it and pass it to someone else. Yeah. So there's all so the real reason to I think that's how we should be appealing to people is do it for the love of it. Yes. You know, do it as an act of love to your fellow fellow human being. I mean, maybe it's not what you want to do, maybe it's not what you believe you should do, or maybe you're afraid, or but you know, we're all in the same boat together and some yeah. of us will get hurt, but the majority are gonna get saved and you know, we should just all just throw in our money together and you know, you some win, some lose. And, yes. You know, the majority are gonna win. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So we should do it as an act of love. No one likes to get pushed around. No. By the government, you know. Yes. I just think we kind of have the long way that we're talking to people. Yeah. Know, because, uh, you know, certain people, I mean, you, you, they're like, you know, if you tell them, you know, jumping off the bridge is going to kill you, they're going to jump off the bridge because they don't want to be told no. Yes. And that's, and that is the case, right? You know, and yeah. regardless of like who wants to get, you know, all vaccine stuff aside. I'm I mean like in general, even before COVID even was the case. Yeah. People would right. come in cuz you know, I I work in in labor and delivery as a nurse. And uh -huh. it would be the same with with other things, you know, they have their mind set on this one way of giving birth to this child and there's like okay, I see you and I hear you, but this is what's happening. And most of the time, they're they're totally like you're, you're the ex. You you know what you're doing, but like there are some that are like so resistant because they have this one way that they want things done. Yeah. And yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. sometimes you have to be like, okay, I have to sit back and I've told you what I think is the best thing. And most yeah. of the time, it it seems it seems to go fine, you know. But it's it's yeah. just. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so this, is actually, this is actually an aspect, another aspect of my book, which I talk about, which is dogma. Yes. Oh, the, and, yes. and dogma is learned from religion. Yes. Oh. There's only people who have it. And it gets people into thinking this way, that there's one person they have to follow, or there's one way they have to do it, because people have been taught to be dogmatic and now they're much easier to manipulate mm. and the people who manipulate couldn't care whether they live or die so it doesn't matter to them yeah yeah <laughs> right when yes. the person goes into labor and has this attitude you know so i, I mean uh, you know we uh, to me i think we have to hit things at their core mm -hmm. you know because otherwise you know it's like a weed you keep you know you have to pull it out of the ground you, you have to really root it out and, and, and it's a huge problem in our country, and I, I, I believe our country is a very important country because we, we're a completely immigrant country, mm -hmm. and, and, and we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're like a little world, we're made of everybody, mm -hmm. and uh, so if we can get it together, everyone can get it together, and religion is very prominent in, in America, mm -hmm. and, and so here's what I want to say in regard to this feeling of like sort of this anxiety of our time yes and what people need to understand that when donald trump was elected president mm -hmm. 
The year was 5777. Oh. And that, and that is the year in this Hebrew calendar. Uh -huh. That's the year that the um, eclipse of the sun went across the Bible zone. Oh my God. And it didn't go uh, to any other country, just America. Very unusual. Wow. When he was when he was inaugurated, he was seventy years, seven months, and seven days. <laughs> and check this out. Oh On March eleventh, when COVID is considered, you know, is uh, uh, proclaimed a pandemic, there are seven billion seven hundred and seventy million people in the world. Oh my God. So this needs to be interpreted, interpreted, oh. and goes along with what we're talking about as seven being the seventh day of the week, being woman, and being completion. See? Oh. And the 777 is known as the angel of death, because nothing stands up before seven, before death. And so 777 shows that the male agenda is over. And it's over with this guy who won't let go. And none of them will let go. Because that's what has to happen. It has to be shown to everyone what kind of, what, what we're dealing with here. That these people who just, you know, I, you know, it was all democratic until they start to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we need fascists. Right? right? Yeah. But the truth is, it doesn't have to be a kind of, you know, chaotic revolution right. it's happening slowly thank god and covid which in hebrew means respect is not going to let us go because mm -hmm. the world was spinning out of control mm -hmm. and we weren't having respect for god we weren't having respect for our fellow human beings or for the nature or for the earth and god is not going to let us go back to that that's it man it's going to be the delta five grand they're going to be you know until we learn our lesson until we learn that you know progress is becoming a cancer mm -hmm. and it's destroying the earth for what for money you know the i mean the whole thing's absurd yeah i mean it's just absurd so i'm trying as best i can to really put this out in front of people with this the spiritual component that I think no one really talks about. And all the Jews, you know, all the Jewish, I mean, no one ever talks about the thousand years of woman. You know, I mean, they, they, there's just like this, 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 everyone's in a reality of the lie. Mm. And into that, I'm bringing the truth. Yes. And you talk a lot about the truth in Zohar. Yes. And I... Yes. I I love that. In the very beginning, it was all about what what it is with the Torah and, and truth, right? And you explain yeah. it. Uh, and I'm trying to find where it is because it's really interesting. Well, maybe it says that truth in Hebrew is emet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Emet is, is made of three letters. The first letter, the middle letter, and the last letter of the alphabet. Mm -hmm. As if to say, to describe truth, the truth must be all-inclusive. Yes. If there's anything left out, it's not true. Right. So that's what we strive for. We strive to have the whole picture. That, yes. that everyone's included into this picture. You don't have to leave anybody out. And, and, uh, and that will lead us, I think, 
you know, to the, you know, every time the human being tries to do something, whether it's communism or capitalism or whatever, it, it, they always miss the point because they never see the whole picture. Mm. So if you miss the point, you're going to cause chaos somewhere down the line. Right. Yeah, because if it's not understood in its entirety, then there's going to be... Right. Right. So so we have to understand, I mean, God created this world for us to have pleasure in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a place where we're supposed to uh, 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 compete with one another who can have the most pleasure or be the happiest. Mm -hmm. But pleasure is life, and we all take pleasure in different ways. Yes. And certainly the greatest pleasure of all is to have a work that we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. See? And, and so all these isms pre- uh, prevent people from doing that. It co-ops the individual to work for this, this ideal in the future, which just never seems to work except for the rich people, you know? Right, right. So we really need to abandon this, and we really need to just start really caring for one another. So mm-hmm. I have a plan. And, it, I, you know, it's written in my other book. It is a kind of companion book. Sex, a uh, metaphor to history, it, 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 it is about, uh, it's about time. And Zohar, Beyond the Black Hole, is about space. Mm. And, and in, in, in Sex, a metaphor to history, I explain that a very simple way of, uh, uh, you know, of dealing with this is to understand that the Constitution is a contract between the people and the government. Mm -hmm. And it allows the government a lot of intrusion into our lives. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, it's like a marriage contract. And there's no question that the government has been an abusive husband. Mm -hmm. And it's time for a divorce. Mm -hmm. Which means they get the money, but we get the housing. Yes. And we can put our people into houses and we can take care of our people. Mm-hmm. We don't need the government taking care of everyone. We can take care of everyone if they'll let us alone, if they'll give us the time that we can talk with one another and help one another and not have to be working for some rich jerk to go and, you know, he takes all his money and he just goes ejaculates off into heaven. <laughs> to heaven into space, you know. <laughs> For a few minutes, you know, I mean, it's just terrible. We all paid for that. Yeah. We didn't pay any taxes, and therefore we paid the taxes, so he can go off and, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, the system is inevitably broken. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the more we talk about that's why I'm just, you know, I'll I'll do as many podcasts or whatever as I can. I think if we talk about it, you know, like, just like you, you read these and go, oh, yeah, we remember what's right. Yes. And then you can, without knowing what's right, you can't see what's wrong. It's all wrong. Yes. It's all a lie. Yeah. You have to see something that's not a lie. And the one thing that is not a lie is that the Creator loves all of us, each one of us. Yes. We're all individuals, and God's into the story. Yes. God loves the human story. Yes. So whatever we do, God loves it. Yes. God's interested in it and will help us to resolve it in this time, another lifetime. God sees everything fresh. It says in the end, God will wipe a tear from every cheek. Mm. God can make everyone happy. But, you know, it's life. Life has to be like this. Freedom of choice, you know. If it wasn't difficult, everyone would choose God. Mm-hmm. 
But this really kind of tests the human being as to who are we, you know? Yes. Are we just interested in ourselves? Are we interested in love? Are we interested in the world, you know? Or we just want money and power and, mm. you know? In the end, we all have to think that, in you know, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And since this is the lowest place, everyone goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. And the worst experience in heaven is embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So we should all think about that as we live our lives. That, you know, we're going to have to leave. And we're going to have to have the light shown upon us. And the first thing the person experiences when they die is embarrassment. Because mm-hmm. suddenly you don't have a body. Huh. Many things are written about this. If we know many, many things. Jewish people, we are very smart. We have great information. And we need to put it out into to the world. We're allowing people to, to make mistakes. You, you know, this is like, you know, it's one of the commandments is not to put a stumbling block in front of the blind. And, and the Jewish people have been doing that because, I mean, for example, and I always like to, to just mention this, is that it says in the Torah and it says in the Quran that life doesn't start until 41 days. Hmm. And, and, and it says, and these are the strictest of strict, these are the rabbis who say that if a woman terminates a pregnancy before 41 days, it's not an abortion. Hmm. And the Muslims have the same law. And, 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 and well, then the East they have a similar law. So this is a Christian thing that they they do these things to make people fight. Mm-hmm. They take what is not true and they shove it down everyone's throat as dogma so we can all fight over it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, and another thing is that uh, was written in the Torah uh, the the prohibition against homosexuality, but that's only Jewish men, mm-hmm. not anybody else. Everyone else, including Jewish women, can do whatever they want. They're completely free. There is no law against any Jew against against any sexual act. Wow. See, and no one is no no one will dare say these things because they're true and it goes against the church. And you know, they're just cowards. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, <laughs> this is sort of a you know, a big thing for me. And this is just a personal thing just from growing up um, in the Christian faith and then, you know, doing my own thing outside of it. Um, It really feels like a lot of different religions, and I'll speak for the one that I understand. Um, They really, the things that they have created to keep you sin-free, if you will, is sort of in a way to keep you in line, like to keep you afraid of crossing those boundaries. Because if you cross those boundaries, you are now sinful and you are now evil. And a lot of those boundaries to me don't feel genuinely like I am a bad person. You know what I mean? There, I mean, obviously, there are some things. There are some things where it's like, okay, that boundary, prop, like when you hurt another person, like I don't feel like right. that is of light. But right. in a sense where you're connecting with another individual, you know, whether they be, you know, homosexuals or whether it is somebody who is, um, you know, who has had an abortion or whatever, who is, is of a different faith, that's another thing. You know, is that there's this rigid line between the different 
faiths and different religions, even though I see so much connectivity between different faiths without the dogma. And so it's really just this, I almost feel like it connects back to this whole idea of people being very wealthy and having power. And I feel like they utilize the church as a way to keep people afraid and to continue to buy into the this lie that they are evil unless they follow the lines and unless they contribute to the church with not only their patronage, but their money. And it just seems like a way for the, the rich to keep getting richer and the poor people to stay yes. afraid. <laughs> so. Yes. I like to say that Rome didn't fall, they just became the church. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Here's the thing to understand. Here's the thing to understand. In Hebrew, Arabic, and Sanskrit, there's no word for religion. Interesting. Religion is a Roman thing. And the only reason that other people call themselves religion is, that is because then they, they don't have to pay their tax. Wow. Oof. And yeah, that's and there it how is. religion got, got to be, you know, um, a business. <laughs> because it has all these other great spiritual uh, traditions. Right. And there's part of it that yeah, gives them some authenticity. Hmm. But Christianity has no authenticity. Hmm. I mean, it's really, uh, uh, they make everyone sinful, but theirs is the greatest sin. Hmm. I mean, theirs is just, is just wrong. And I'll show you how wrong it is. That the Torah means teaching, see? Hmm. It comes to word or means light. And in teaching, you want people to ask questions. Mm. They changed the title to Testament. By doing that, they made every word in it dogma. Mm. Because you don't ask questions on the Testament, and that's how they run their religion. If you ask too many questions, they kick you out. They changed everything. and, and, And the idea that people should be bowing down to, to, to a Jewish rabbi. That's who this man is. I don't know why they have their rights over a Jew. They will put a Jew on a cross, and there's no historical evidence that Jesus even lived. We only know from the Quran that Jesus lived. Hmm. But, 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 but there's nothing, there's no historical evidence, and so this story is just a libelous, horrible story, because that's what, that's what Rome does, you know, divide and conquer. Mm. That's why you see divisions. If it wasn't for Christianity, there's no division between Arab and uh, Muslim and Jew. Mm. None. Our books can stand together. They don't contradict one another. Yes. And really, there's no contradiction in the East either, because cause they, they, everyone understands there's a creator. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's the main thing, and, and so religion just comes to siphon off, you know, you know, and make people afraid so they can get their money. I mean, it's just so. I think what we need to do, and it could actually be done by a president just signing the proclamation that they have to start paying their taxes. Hmm. And they own more property than anyone in the world, and that they should be rewarded by not paying paying taxes to to you know to propagate such a horrible story. Mm-hmm. I mean, there would be hundreds of millions of Jews if it wasn't for this story. There's not even 20 million. Mm-hmm. And this story just decimated us. Yeah. 
feel like the Jews have really gotten a bad rap over the last century. I mean, <laughs> yeah, last two thousand years, man. I know. <laughs> it's kind of unfair. Yeah, you know, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I am unfair. Uh, we've survived, and the Torah has survived, mm -hmm. and now is finally the time when we can speak the truth, and they can't do anything about it. Yes. See, before this, Jews couldn't speak the truth because they would kill us. Mm -hmm. But now we, they, they can't do this. We can speak the truth. And unfortunately, most people are into just being a nation like Israel, but that's not what we're supposed to be. Right. You know, we were not supposed to be a state. You know, we're the Holy Land. You mm. know, it's a whole different thing. But, you know, after 2,000 years, people get tired of this shit, you know. They're mm. like, you know, <laughs> I want to be like everyone else. Yes. And that's understandable. I feel like that's where everybody is at yeah. at this point. They're just like, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't want to have yeah, to live my life yeah, in yeah. fear. <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the fault of the rabbis because they refuse to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and, and uh, I think it all comes down to them. And you know, uh, one of the big problems why there can't be peace in the Middle East is because the rabbis will not admit that the Quran is prophecy. Hmm. Oof. And I love the the compare not the compare the the relationship that you talked about the Torah and the Quran being prophecy together. Absolutely, we're the only two books of prophecy. We are the Semitic people. There are no other Semitic people. Mm. We are the direct descendants of Abraham. Mm. I love that. And, and so we have a certain responsibility to the world, but. Rome comes and they divide and conquer, and the rabbis are on the side of Rome. Mm. And it's a very disturbing thing. My God. Well, and Rome being the one that, in in yeah, their yeah. book, it killed is. Jesus, and he was basically the savior of humankind, according to Christianity, and he was a Jew. I don't... <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, it never happened, never could have happened. Right. I mean, you know, there's uh, in Jewish law, in Jewish law, you're prohibited. They they put to death very rarely people. They say if they push together, put to death one person in seventy years, the courts were considered murderers. Wow. They were supposed to keep people from not dying, you know, with the law. And and uh, is it okay if I ask you some questions just from yeah, stuff that I read? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, an example of faulty writings being buried can be found in the recently unearthed Dead Sea Scrolls. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, that it's a Jewish law when uh, uh, something is written improperly, mm -hmm. like the scribe when he writes the Torah or, or any of the nineteen books. They're all prophecy, so he has to write them with a feathered pen. Hmm. And if he makes a mistake, and it's not any mistake, there's certain mistakes that we make, he has to throw the whole thing out. Wow. Yeah. But you're not allowed to throw it out. I mean, it's holy parchment. So up until today, now we don't do, do it that. We do it with books. That when the book gets old, we bury them. Yeah. So thousands of years later, these uh, archaeologists come along, and they find uh, these scraps, and they see there's different versions of, like, yeah, they sound like little pieces, and so they wanted to say that there's many different Torahs. Oh, wow. And that's, that's like heresy, I mean. 
So how, how do you explain it? So these are the parts that, that, that weren't right, that the rabbi was like, that's not right, it has to be buried. Mm. So they buried all the inaccurate ones. They, mm. And then they made this uh, assumption from it. Mm. Oh my God, that's they, interesting. They, they, uh, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you about, about, about the killing thing. Yeah. That it says that if they did kill someone, uh, if they had to do it, they weren't allowed that the person should feel pain. Oh. And so people would think, well, so stony. How's the purple? So it says the way they did is they took the guy up into a tower. They gave him something to drink, you know, some acid or something. I don't mean like a beer guy, I mean like LSD. Or right, something stone. that, And, and yeah. then they, they threw him off. And when he hit the ground, he died. So he died instantly. He didn't suffer. Then they would throw the stones on him. Oh, wow. Because it was a spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. And he saw it in Afghanistan at the beginning of the war 20 years ago. Remember that the reporters were explaining that they would come and they would kick the dead. And it was kind of a thing that they did because they felt like, you know, it's, uh, like the dead is feeling it. You know, <laughs> they might be dead, but they're feeling it. They oh. have that tradition. We did also that even though the person's dead, you throw a stone on him. Mm. Okay. You know? And that does, you know, the fact that he has been killed by one of the four ways, but all the four ways had to be done humanely, uh, uh, immediately without pain. Got it. So when you're talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls, like. Yeah. Is that, are the Dead Sea Scrolls the Torah, or is that something different entirely? Well, they're, they're, they're fragments of Torah. Okay. So they're, 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 there's all together, 20, you know, 24 books. So, uh, so there's fragments, and many of these fragments had mistakes in them. Mm. And that's why they got buried. That's why they got buried. <laughs> Instead of making that conclusion, you know, because the Christians who they say that this is our stuff, you know, they're going to find something about Jesus. There's nothing about Jesus there. So the best they can do is say, oh, there were many different Torahs. Whatever they can say to, to make trouble, they're going to say it. Right. I mean, it's just Rome. Rome wants to rule the world, and they'll lie. That's what we see in our time. Everyone's lying. The whole thing, because that's Rome. They live by the lie. Right. Oh, yep. Okay. You did mention that in here, too. So... One thing that I, I, there's another thing that you mentioned that I liked. So spiritual structure is so much more tenuous. Here, the slightest misstep has huge implications in the ephemeral web of celestial beings as, as admitting um, knowledge about creating down to the earth where the human mirror reflects back the creator. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So there's so much in that. Because the thing is, because we are human. Right. And we are not perfect. Right. And we're not supposed to be perfect. Yeah. That's why God loves us. Yeah. Each one of us is like a like one of those vases with all different cracks in it. Yes. See? And those are all like part of our story. And that's what God loves. God doesn't want us to be perfect. Right. God's not judging us. God is looking at it. Heaven judges us. Right. You go to heaven, you have certain judgment. God's interested in the story. God's right. interested in being part of our story. Huh. You know? Yes. See, the, 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 the commandment of prayer is when you need something, turn to God. Yes. And here's another thing that Rome did. See, Avram came with the message 4,000 years ago that uh, 
that there is that, that God is one. What does it mean God is one? That we're in duality, creation is dualistic, and when God is one, it means that God is everywhere to everyone all the time. Yes. Because God's not physical, God's not spiritual. Right. And then Rome goes and makes monotheism out of that, which means that this is the top spiritual God. Mm, yeah, this is the God and the only one, right? Yeah, and he's spiritual. He's a he. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, and, he's a he. And, and, and that is just, these are all, anything spiritual are what God calls other gods. Hmm, I see. This God is available to all of us equally. God loves us all. I mean, that was Abraham's message, and that should be the Jewish message. You know? Right. So in Jews, we have a certain thing to do. We have 613 commandments. We have, like, a whole thing. But oh, most people don't. Most people, they, you do the seven commandments of Noah, God loves you. That's it. Yes. And you're here to have a beautiful story, whatever story you have. We're beautiful. You know, I mean, they're all beautiful to God. Right. Some stories are hard. Some stories are easy. But they're all beautiful because we have our freedom of choice. But we we decide how the story goes. Right. So, and when, yeah. Um, when... When we're talking about God here from the Jewish perspective, yes. are we thinking that this is like a celestial being or is this like a reflection of what God is inside of us and understanding who God is by our existence? I don't think any of those. I mean, God is not physical. God is not spiritual. Right. God is not, it can't be celestial. Anything that you can think of, God is not. Huh. So we can't, we, we, we don't want to know what God is. We just want to know God. Right. That's the whole thing. By including God in one's life, uh, prayer is a way to do it, uh, giving thanks. Just recognizing God, hey, thank God, man. Mm. You know? Yes. And, 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 and then God's in the story. Mm-hmm. That's the main really choice that we have to make in life right you know and 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 so and if someone doesn't make that choice and says no i don't care about it i don't care about nothing the next world they're embarrassed right yeah and then and then the embarrassment (laughs) you know what i live i just live for myself you know it's just you know it says that it says in the zohar if a person lives for a thousand years when they leave and look into the future their whole life is like a day. Yeah. And it's that whole you concept of linear it. time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so we just, you know, life goes on. There's no hell. There's no, you know, God loves us. God would never do these terrible things, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's heaven and heaven. We go to heaven. We come back. We go. We come back. You know, uh, that's what we do, and, and things are continuing to a crescendo, which is going to happen in 220 years when we enter into the thousand years of woman. Oh, my God. And it's interesting, I was reading the Zohar recently, and I was talking about comets, and how comets bring good to the earth, to a whole solar system. And this comet has just started flying through now, I think it's going to take, they say, 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's like huge. It's like a thousand times bigger than any comet they've ever seen before. Oh, wow. And is it is it just going to be 
we don't really know its trajectory at this point, right? No, we know the trajectory. I think it's beyond uh, Saturn. Okay. You know, I don't think like we'll see it, but it doesn't matter. It's come into our solar system and it's blessing us with this uh, this light. You know. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, the things are just, things are not chaotic. Things happen for a reason. Everything is engraved in the beginning. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. See, it wasn't something that came out of nothing. It was nothing that came out of something. Huh. That's the that's the great wisdom of being engraved because it means there's something there and you're making nothing in the something. Hmm. And that's the space for creation. Yes. And that is a also a very yin perspective. Is the very what? A yin perspective or a woman perspective. The rest and the creation, yes, and the in yes. the dark, if you will. <laughs> yes, yes, and all all creation is considered woman. Yes. And even more than that, that creation came down to Mars. Hmm. And then God took a pebble from the uh, foot of the the uh, uh, the throne and placed it just so the moon would precisely eclipse the sun hmm. and that's why our planet grows hmm. because it's not as an attenuation from all these you know gazillions of years and all this stuff that happened mm-hmm. but ours is um, uh, is such a special planet. There's nothing like this anywhere in creation. Yes. And these are considered the two women, Mars and Earth, which made man because the women wanted to have sex. That's amazing. It, yeah, because <laughs> it, it says between, there's another thing, between women it's not considered sexual. Huh. How very interesting. And it's so funny because in Rome, Mars is a male god. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, here everything is about female, creation is about female. Right. So there's two females here, and one is, she's called 42, because she is, uh, that, that has to do with Mars, and, uh, and she's the, uh, the, 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 I, I, the, I want to say the attenuation, the condensation, the lowest point in creation, and there's where seeds are created. Mm. And those seeds that were transported by water, which is inside of Mars, to the Earth, and that's why God has to call everything out of the ground, because everything is seeded there, except for the human being. The human being is made from this soil. The mm. soil that was beneath was at the foot of God's throne. Wow. And that's why this is like the, the lowest world, and it's just it's an amazing place. And, and, you know, we need to teach, particularly our children, this, but everyone these things will stop destroying this beautiful earth. I mean, it's not going to let us. Right. But why should we all have to suffer? Because a few rich people want way more than they should have. Right. I mean, you know, it's just this whole way of government and capitalism, socialism, all the whole thing sucks. Yeah. The, the truth is that we need to love one another and help one another, and we can live together. Yes. You know, we don't need, and we don't need to be afraid of China or Russia or anybody else. I mean, this is one world. Yes. We, we see it now. We're all good. There's no bad people. The Russians aren't bad. The North Koreans aren't bad. Mm-hmm. They just got a bad situation. You right. Know? Right? There's no bad people. There's no 
skin color that's worse than any other skin. You know, we're the human being. Yes. We're the beautiful human being. There's good in us, there's bad in us. And the main thing is we're all created by the same creator and the creator loves all of us. Right. Um, let's see. So some other stuff that I love. Uh, the gleam of the Torah teaching has been tarnished by baseless accusations against the Jewish people for having killed God. So what does that mean? And how did the Jewish people kill God? Like, I've never heard well, of that's that. It, that well, that's, what do you mean you never heard of that? It's, I haven't. I Well, maybe it's just me because I've, I've never heard anybody say that the Jewish people killed God. So I, oh, that's yeah. why I was like, please elaborate because that's... Okay. See, see what happens is, see, the Catholics, they're the beginning of all of this. Okay. And they are the most stringent. But yeah. as it started going out in the world and it broke off into Protestants and Baptists and, and, and you know, you can see like, like what the black people did with Christianity, they made it happy and they brought song and, you know, so people sweetened it. They gave it soul. <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, till today, uh, the Catholics have dogma. And one of the dogma is that the Jews kill God. And, and I've, heard, I've had people say this to me all through my life. There are some really very bigoted people out there, and they hate Jews because they were taught that the Jews killed Jesus, and Jesus is God. Whoa! And 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 uh, and and it's just this—it's uh, just this horrible story, and particularly because there's no evidence at all that even Jesus lived. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously just a made-up story. The Bible is not prophecy. So it's just it's just a vile story, and and I'm glad that you never heard it. It means that you're further away from that stuff. Another one that of the dogma they teach until today is black people are born to be slaves. Ugh. And that's and that's why people are racist because this is what they get taught, you know, you know, in their religion. Certainly, the people came to uh, you know came and conquered this land. That's what they thought. Mm. So that's why even in today, they, they, there are people who still think like that. Yeah, which is and utterly so a lot, horrifying. I mean, a lot of this stuff, all the bad stuff, abortion, racism, homosexuality, all the positive stuff can all uh, be traced right back to the church. Wow. They're the ones who made this stuff up, and they need to recant. They need to take Jesus down from the cross and give him back to us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like quit, quit holding them hostage, okay? He's of our people, really? remember? He's a Jew. We're Jews. Right. Give him back. <laughs> That's right. I love That's that. That's right. Yeah. They don't just have him. They got him suffering, man. Yeah. Like I think he's been crucified long enough, okay? Yeah, man. How's about we uh, let him go back to his own people, where you know? Yeah. He's so very well loved. To really answer for themselves. Yeah. They just been given a free ride because you know they're wrong. Yeah. And Rome has come to an end, and we see it through the 777, we see this, you know, this clown Trump, and we see it through all of them who are just doing anything to hold on because they know this is the end. Yes. Yeah, they're on the Titanic, it's going down, and, uh, you know, they want to get as many breaths as they can in before they die, and they don't, they don't really care about anybody else. Yeah. It's unfortunate because if they would just give up, you know, then they would find there's, there's a lifeboat right there. Yeah. 
that there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Human beings, we love one another. That, 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 that's what we're good at. That's what we're meant to do. People repent. You know, you know there's no real, I mean, evil is what people do. Mm, yep. You know, there's some bad people, but I don't think there's evil people. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So um, there's one more thing that I put on here that I really liked. In the first American economic rescue package of 2020, the Roman Catholic Church was even one and a half billion dollars to the wealthy or given one and a half billion dollars to the wealthiest entity on earth as a small business. Yeah, man. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh my God. And no one said a word. No. I'll tell you something else. This, this, this woman who got put on the Supreme Court, at, when she read her statement before they started talking to her, she just said, I believe that a child, uh, uh, that life begins at conception. And she's not supposed to have preconceived things like that. I mean, she should not be able to sit on any case that has to do with life. Mm-hmm. Because that's not justice. You don't come in with a preconceived notion, and you know. Yes. And justices never did that. They would never do that. They were always, the senators always pushed it to see how they felt about abortion, but they would never do that. Yeah. And and, and, and so, and, and these people just get like a, you know, free ride. And now they're destroying, you know, the Supreme Court, you know, the whole country. They'll destroy everything for their own gain. You know, yeah. Yeah. It seems like we're all just kind of a consequence in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. So, um, you wrote this this book, and then the the this is a previous book. It was um, Sex and the Past. Is yeah. that what it was? Sex, a metaphor to history. A metaphor to so history. These are kind of like um, uh, you know partner books. Got when it. It's about time. I, I wrote that one. Uh, I published it. Uh, the day that Trump got sick. Oh, with the coronavirus? Yes. <laughs> and because I was trying to get my ideas out into the world before the election, but, ah. you know, thank God, you know, he didn't win. <laughs> Not that I have too much to do about it, but, right. you know, right. I'll take credit for him getting sick. But, yeah. but uh, 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 and then the other one I wrote afterwards. So yeah. one is about time and one is about space, and they have very similar covers. Yeah. Except they're opposite one another. Okay, and then where uh, can so, where can people get these books? Oh well, uh, well, uh, the uh, sex metaphor to history uh, uh, hopefully will come out on the first of August. Okay, and uh, and and that's kind of a I'm redoing it. I've done it through Amazon, so now I'm redoing it. And then uh, 17 days later will come out the Prohar. Um, Beyond the black hole. Okay. And and uh, they'll be available in a lot of different places. Certainly on my website, davidhouse.com. And sometimes I get very happy that I go to try to publish all my books uh, under that uh, heading. Davidhouse.com. Yeah, and so that that's where uh, where you can find them. Okay, and that's d o v i d h o u s e dot com. That's it. Okay. 
Well, David, it has been an hour, and I think that that's that was our time. But I am I am so happy that we got a chance to sit and talk about your book and just your incredible brain. And you know, I was going to ask you how did you how did you find my podcast? Because I'm like, you know, I I. I I'm not like a really big thing. So I'm just so curious as to how you found Third Eye with Lorelei. Well, it was, it, it was sort of miraculous in the sense that I've never had any money. And I write these books, I'm never able to really, you know, get them out there. I don't have any money. Right. <laughs> and someone sent me you know, $7,000. Just like that. Didn't know me from those. Just saw my work and... And uh, so that's how I was able to get a, a, a promoter, and she's the one who found you. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And I hope from this that people will start finding out about my work, because I wrote it all, I mean, to try to change the world. That's, that's why I write. Yes, and even yeah, to look into different avenues of spirituality, yeah. that it's Absolutely. not just about one way of thinking. It is a myriad, and all of it has its beauty and its truth, as you yeah. talk about in your books. It's Absolutely, and, and, and it's just to make the knowledge available, that's it. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to you know, convince anything of anyone. I, I guess maybe I am, but I mean, I, I just want to put the knowledge out. Yes. And then people can do with it what they want, you know. There's not supposed to be an intermediary between the person and God. Yes. I love that. All right, David. It's been wonderful speaking to you with Laura Lee. And I'm just really uh, happy that we pushed through all these difficulties and did it. Yeah. Same here with the internet and then the audio. It's always audio with me. Every single one of my interviews, there's always some kind of an audio issue. And I'm like, okay, wait, let me try this. <laughs> so thank you for being patient. <laughs> no problem. Maybe that's your daughter, you know, because, you know, uh, autistic people tend to have audio problems. Maybe yes. they're <laughs> She is a very... It's true. She is a very powerful little being, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old is she? She's five. She's going to be six in October. Beautiful, wonderful age. Yes, she's this wonderful, beautiful age. That's when children really start to remember. Yes. You know, we can tend to remember back to when we were six. You know, that's kind of, you know, so from now on, you know, not that you didn't remember other things, but, you know, I mean, it's really a, a change in time for her. Yes, yes. I'm very excited to, when she gets the capacity to use language more meaningfully, because right now she'll pair it backwards, but she doesn't understand how to use words to communicate in a very meaningful way. So right. I'm hoping that when she can have that, I am very interested to hear what's going on in that brilliant little brain of hers. <laughs> you know, it says that there's a long road which is short and a short road which is long. Mm. And she's taking the long road. I took the long road also. Yes. And it's a very interesting road. And she'll yes. take it step by step and she'll learn in her own way. Yes. And there shouldn't be any time limit in it, you know. Yes. She, you know, she's not going to be a normal child. No. But that's not a bad thing. No. You know? That was something I prayed for, really, is for her to be 
extraordinary and she absolutely is extraordinary she and she's is. and she's teaching me which is a huge thing because yeah. i don't think i would be the person that i am today without her being the person that she is absolutely yeah absolutely well you know god bless both of you all of you your whole family and thank you so much for doing this dear Thank you so much, Dovid, and I hope all the wonderful things are coming your way with your books and just keep churning out that brilliant knowledge <laughs> that you fostered over the years. <laughs> yeah, and I look forward to hopefully talking at you, talking with you again soon when we have the time. Sure, sure. Maybe after the book comes out. Yeah! <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that concludes my interview with Dovid Kraft Chow, the author of Zohar Brilliance Beyond the Black Hole. That will be coming out August 17th, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, And make sure to subscribe and like the podcast and let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions. And I love you guys, and I just appreciate every single one of you, and I look forward to talking at you again very soon. Love and light to you all. Um, um, what I want to, I forgot again. What I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 I can't remember. Well, I is can't it a- remember. Uh, let's see, I forgot. I lost the thread of what I was explaining to you. Oh, we were talking about the, the 70 faces of the Torah and um, you were talking about uh, how you came to uh, you came out of the Navy and you started studying and you've been studying it for 50 years I think I lost connectivity Dovid can you say what you just said again because uh, you said because you kind of paused out there (laughs) so you can't hear me here we go okay so If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with a three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.